0: Glad, and I feel so privileged that you come into this teaching and spending time with me in this teaching. This is a teaching in the series called Building Firm Foundations. The Lord told me to produce this teaching series so that all the new believers and even the old believers who have never been taught the foundation of the Christian life can learn and build a very good foundation in growing in the faith and in the love of God and in the ministry. This is the thirty lesson of this series, but it's the second lesson of the teaching name Baptism with the Holy Spirit. This part of the teaching will be three parts, and this is the second part. Please listen carefully and may the Holy Spirit speak to you come on you and show you, reveal you the truth of heaven. Last time in the first part of this teaching, we learned that it's God's will for every believer to be filled and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We call that situation or that experience baptism with the Holy Spirit. After you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells inside your spirit. You become a child of God. But Jesus did not want you to stop there. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or in other words, He poured the Spirit of God on you to fill you up and overflowing outside all over your life. In this lesson, we will learn the benefits of baptism with the Holy Spirit. Our God is a good God. He's a merciful God. He's a good Father. He wants us to receive good things from Him. Let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The first benefit of being filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit is that we receive power from heaven to serve the Lord, to witness for Christ, to preach the gospel, to make disciples, to build the kingdom, expand the kingdom of God, to build His church. We cannot do all these things for the kingdom without his power. Because we have the enemies, Satan, the world system, and the sinful nature. In order to save the lost and help them to come into the kingdom of God, we need the power of God to overcome the power of darkness in their life, to help them to come to repentance and to help them to open their eyes to see the light of the gospel, and they can turn away from the world system and come into the knowledge of God. We need the power. We can witness with our own strength, with our own mind and intellectual ability, but that is not good enough. We need to speak from the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be led anointed and empowered by God in order to save other people from the kingdom of darkness. So the first benefit is receiving the power to serve the Lord. In Acts chapter 19, verse 6, And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. The second benefit is is to be sensitive to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. These believers in Ephesus were laid hand on by Apostle Paul, and the Holy Spirit came on them the first time, or they were baptized with the Holy Spirit the first time. They spoke in tongues, and they spoke from the revelation or inspiration of the Spirit of God inside that spirit. After you're filled with the Holy Spirit, your spirit inside you here, in your heart here, will become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You can hear His inner voice in your spirit easier, more sensitive to His leading. When you read the Bible, you don't only read the letter in the book called the Bible. But while you're reading, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, teach you, show you, help you to understand, open your eyes to see deeper truth, the secret of God. Not only that, when you pray, when you seek God, He can speak to you, you can hear what He say in your spirit, He can lead you. Sometimes he tells you the secret. For example, one time in the airplane, the Lord spoke to me a secret that one of my members is going to marry another member of my church. And I asked the Lord, should I tell them? He said, keep your mouth shut. It's not your business to tell them, but I just want to let you know. So I have that truth from the Holy Spirit. And a year later, in fact, it's a miracle because the man had another girlfriend. And he broke up with girlfriend. When I heard about this, he was having another girlfriend. But he broke up and he married another lady in the church according to what the Spirit revealed to me. But sometime when God speaks to you something in your spirit, and He says, Share it. Tell people that I want you to say. So that's why we use the word prophecy or prophesied. That you tell what God speak to you to another person. To encourage. To exhort. To build up. Not to criticize. Not to judge. Or not to tear that person down. Remember this. When the Holy Spirit is using you to speak the word that He says into your heart to another person, it will be biblical if the word that you hear is unbiblical. It may come from your own head. It may come from the enemy or it may come from the world. Not only that, not only it has to be biblical or follow the way of the Bible. Number two, the Lord will never use you to speak word of condemnation. Criticism against anybody in the public. You don't go and lay hand on people and say, Thus say the Lord, I prophesize over you that you commit adultery last night. That is not the way. If God speaks to you that you need to encourage this person about committing adultery, you should speak to that person personally, not to proclaim in front of the public. Because our God is a good God. He will never try to put people down or condemn people in public. If he's going to do it, let him do it himself, not you. You're not the instrument of condemnation. So you will be more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit may give you words of knowledge, words of wisdom, or words that encourage people, exhortation, to help that person or the person who come to you to come out from discouragement, come out from the problem, resolve the problem, and come into victory. It's all about building up, not about tearing people down. So that is the second benefit. You are more sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself but he who prophesies, edifies the church. You see, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you speak the word of encouragement, the word of knowledge, or the word of exhortation to others, the word that comes from the Holy Spirit will exhort, will encourage, and will build up the people in the church. When you speak in tongue, you build yourself. But when the Holy Spirit tells you to speak In your language, either Thai or German or English or Laotian or Mexican to your friends that know that language, you are building that person up. The word that comes from the Holy Spirit is always for building up. Let's look at the third benefits of being filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, the Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because He makes intercession for the saints according The will of God. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is very good for us in the prayer life. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for ourselves, pray for our loved ones, pray for our nation, our church, our pastor, our brother and sister in the church. We don't know what to pray, we don't know everything. We are human beings, we are limited in understanding. We don't know everything about people's life. Therefore, if you want to pray for somebody, sometimes we just relax, yield to the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit pray in the heavenly language through our mouth. It's a shortcut. You don't have to think in your brain here to pray with your own mental capacity. But the Spirit of God inside your spirit can pray according to the will of the Father. And definitely when the prayers are according to the will of the Father, the Father will answer. Miracles, supernatural breakthroughs shall happen. Many times when I was driving to the church on Sunday, I don't know what's going to happen that day, who's going to come to church, who is the guest, what's going on with their life. Some people may come at the verge of divorce, I don't know. So, in the car, I would pray in tongues and pray for the church service today. Pray for the people who are coming to the church. I keep praying in tongues all the way until I get to the church. Sometimes I want to pray for some brothers and sisters or for my children. I just sit there and pray in tongues. This is a story that I read about. Many years ago, a lady went to Africa to be a missionary, and she got afflicted by a very fatal disease. In that generation, there was no medication to heal this disease. She was in the hospital. God woke the parents up at home. They were farmers, and they knew that something wrong happened. That's why God woke them up to pray for their daughter. So they nailed down and prayed in tongue for quite a while until the breakthroughs came and they laughed in the Holy Ghost. By the minute they laughed in the Holy Ghost, the daughter got healed and sit up in the bed and got totally recovered by the power of God. You see, the parents in America did not know what happened to the daughter, did not have any telephone at that time. They need to use only telegram, but at midnight, who going to go to use telegram? They don't have any text message or internet or email in that generation. But the Holy Spirit knew what happened to the daughter in Africa and prayed through the mouth of the parents for the will of God to be done. That is supernatural, divine healing. You can see three benefits here. Receive the power to preach the gospel, to witness for Christ in your own home, in your town, in your country, and all over the world. You will witness by the power of God, not by your own ability. Two, you shall be more sensitive to the leading and the voice of the Spirit. Three, you can pray in the Spirit or pray in tongues for the needs of others according to the will of god how we can receive the baptism with the holy spirit luke chapter 11 verse 13 say if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give the holy spirit to those who ask him if we want to receive from the lord we need to ask this passage of scripture is so powerful. Every father on earth wants to give the good things to his children. God is our father and he even is better than the earthly father. He wants to give us good things and he said that the Holy Spirit is the good gift to us and we should ask him. We should desire to be filled, to be anointed, to be empowered, to be led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the best gift to mankind, better than good job, than money, than anything. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, He can help you with everything in your life. The Father wants all of us to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and we should desire that gift from heaven. And what do we need to do? We need to ask Him. Many people don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they do not ask. Or they may ask, but without sincerity. They may be forced by their Christian friend. They hesitate to receive, but the Christian friend say, please receive, so they pray out of tradition, or they pray to ask God because they were pressured by friend. That will not work. You need to have a sincere desire to receive the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You receive by faith. Everything in life that you want to receive from God, you need to ask Him by faith. Doubt will hinder you from receiving the Holy Spirit. A lot of Christians never learn this subject. Therefore, they don't have faith for it. Anything that you want to have faith about, you need to study. You need to listen to the Word of God concerning that subject. Many old believers grow up in a church that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when you start to teach them about this subject, they start to have doubt, is this a real thing? Is a good doctrine or is just a man idea? They get confused and it takes a while for them to really plug in and say, Yes, Lord, I believe now. So, doubt from lacking understanding or from the religious background or from the previous wrong teaching can hinder people from receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Many times people don't repent, don't really want to give their life to serve the Lord don't want to yield to God, they have stubborn heart, their heart is like a a soil mixed with rocks or with the thorn on their ground on their the soil, so they cannot receive because they don't surrender to God, then they cannot receive. You need to yield, you need to surrender, and you say, use me, Lord. I want to serve you. You are my master. I repent of my sin. Many times people don't receive because they misunderstand this subject. They think that speaking in tongues is the work of God only. They don't need to do anything. They just shut their mouth, and God going to force their mouth to open and move their tongues and speak in tongues. No, you are the one who speaks and God will move your tongues after you surrender, yield to open your mouth, produce voice, move your lips and start to talk and then he will come in and start to produce the language for you. So please ask God, please come by faith and understanding, repent of your sin to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The baptism with the Holy Spirit can happen in your own bedroom when you ask God in your own bedroom. God can do anything to fill you. It can happen during you worship God at home or in the worship service at church. It can happen while you're listening to the sermon and the anointing comes on you. Or it happens many times by the laying on of hands and your heart is open, you're so hungry, you yielded to the Holy Spirit, and you say, God, I want the power. I want to serve you. I want to be used by you. Many times in the Bible, people receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. One time while Peter was speaking the word of God, the Holy Spirit came upon the household of Cornelius without laying on of hands. My wife Received the baptism of the Holy Spirit while she was driving in Seattle. She was so hungry and she was so yielding and surrendering to the Holy Spirit. I heard that some people were cooking in the kitchen listening to my teaching, and suddenly the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues, they laughed, they got drunk in the kitchen. It can happen any place, anytime, if you're hungry enough and you ask God. Let's look at example of laying on of hands in Acts chapter 8, verses 14 to 17. Acts chapter 8, 14 to 17. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that... What is the reason to pray? They might receive... The Holy Spirit. You can see clearly new believers in Samaria received Christ already born again. They had the Holy Spirit inside their spirit. Why did Peter and John go down there? Because the apostle in the early church knew that it's vital, it's essential, it's important for every born-again believer to be filled. Or be baptized with the Holy Spirit, they make a trip they travel I don't think it's easy to travel there, and that generation that did not have an airplane. they have to travel many days to get to that city for what reason not to just build a big ministry. no, they went there for one main purpose is to fill these people with the Holy Spirit. Many times when I went to Thailand or to Europe I call people out to lay hand on them for the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized, this means in water, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. In this situation, the Holy Spirit came down, By the laying on of hands. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 6, the Apostle Paul did the same thing. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? As you know, there are a few baptisms. Baptism in water, baptism with the Holy Spirit, baptism with fire, and being baptized into the body of Christ. Now Paul asked, what kind of baptism do you get? So they said, into John baptism, I meaning baptism in water. Not in the name of Jesus, just by John. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, who would come after him. That is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were definitely born again now. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. You can see here that, Another situation of laying on of hands, these early church disciple, brand new believers, just baptized in water, come out from the water, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Please ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The Lord compared the Holy Spirit to water. In John chapter 7, verse 38, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, will flow rivers of living water. In this part the Holy Spirit is compared to rivers flowing. Flowing in to fill and then flow out. So when you speak in tongue, I compare to the picture of the water bubble up to your mouth, your tongue, and flow out of you in the tongue's language or the heavenly language. You surrender you let him flow out of you. You spoke out by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage all of you. Number one, ask God. Number two, build your faith to receive. Build your understanding. Repent of your sin. Number four. Number five, yield and surrender. Ask God to fill you. Either himself fill you without somebody lay hand on you or somebody lay hand on you or during the worship time you surrender ask the lord to fill you and you just let the rivers of god flow out of your mouth and you begin to speak in tongues as the spirit enables you i hope that this teaching helped you to understand more about baptism with the holy spirit so in conclusion the benefits of the baptism with the holy spirit number 1 to have power to serve god 2 to be more sensitive to the Spirit of God, to hear Him, to be guided by Him. Three, so that you can pray in tongues for the things that you don't understand, that you don't know, for yourself or for other people. You receive the Holy Spirit by asking, yielding, receiving by faith, shut your head, don't think too much, and you open your hearts and receive. Don't worry about your makeup. Don't worry about how people look at you. If you are self-conscious, it's hard to receive from God. You need to be God-conscious. You need to surrender. You need to be desperate for the infilling of the Spirit of God. Before I end this teaching, I would like to ask you a few questions. Please write down what to learn in these questions. Number one, is it God's will for every believer to be filled or baptized with the Spirit and receive the power to witness and serve Him. This is God's will for every believer or only some believers. Second question, what are the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit? I write it down. Now you know that being baptized with the Holy Spirit gives you many benefits should you seek to receive the Holy Spirit. Number three, how you can receive the Holy Spirit. What kind of condition in your heart you need to have? Or if you need to help other people to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, how you going to help them? What are you going to do to help these believers? According to this teaching, what is the practical point to help people to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Write it down. Send to your mentor or send to your pastor what you learn in this teaching. May the Lord bless you. If you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, may the Lord pour His Spirit on you, fill you, and you experience the signs and wonders of speaking in tongues. You will become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you will be like the book of Acts Christian, the New Testament believers that experience signs and wonders and the power of God. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit already, maybe many months ago and many years ago, May the Lord keep filling you up again and again, more and more, in the name of Yeshua Hamakshi. May the Lord use you to be a Spirit-filled disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is effective in preaching the gospel, building the kingdom of God in this generation. Thank you, Father, for teaching us. Bless everyone who come into this teaching, Lord. Fill them, Lord, and use them in a significant way in this generation. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. I hope to see you in the next teaching, the Baptism with the Holy Spirit, Part Three, which will be the last part. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you.